Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's just what you need to get you through this next work week. It's BG and the coach. I am the coach. And with me as always is BG. BG, what's happening? Coach, not too much. Like you said, here to do our part to serve America and countries around the world and trying to get through the work week. And to start things off, you were telling me off air about a bonkers story involving racing and cheating. Yeah, let's meet our virtuous mission by talking about cheating in sports. Because we were talking about where do we think which sport has the most cheating, which has the least. And before we even get into that, I'm going to take us across the pond to the old UK. Ooh, a journey. Ultra marathoners. Not a sport that that would have been probably close to one of my (laughs) (laughs) lowest ones. Really niche topic. I found an unbelievable story about just very recently in the past week, a Scottish ultramarathoner who ran a race and placed third. And then after the fact was found to have cheated. How did she cheat? You may be asking BG. How? He was found halfway through the race to have hopped in a car (laughs) (laughs) and driven a decent portion of the race. And then, Still finished third, by the way. Listen, if you're going to hop in a Ferrari, have the decency to win the race. Do you think part of that was calculated? Like she, you know, like when you're cheating on a test Mm -hmm. when you're younger and you're like, I can't do too good of a job or the teacher gets suspicious. I don't know her running skills prior to this race, but I wonder (laughs) if she was like, I can't win. That's pushing it too far. I mean, I'm clearly getting in this car, but I can't either that or like she stopped at a Starbucks or something. Yeah, that's I think it's the Starbucks theory is right because the calculation should have led her to go place second. You can't place first. That's the grade school right. A plus example you're giving BG. But second is the sweet spot. Third is just offensive. You're the low person <laughs> on that little podium, that like Olympic type podium. It's hurtful. I'd rather place fourth. Do you think she stopped at Starbucks and then lost track of time? Let me t- I'm gonna tell you exactly how it went down. It's it's somehow even crazier than what you're suggesting. So she said, according to her, her name, by the way, Joasia Zakrazuski. Oh, yeah, that's right. The 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 Mount Rushmore ultra marathoners. Yeah, I call her Joe. So Joe uh, was running the race, and at some point during it. She hops into a friend's car. And according to her, she said, because she hurt her leg and knew she didn't want to continue. All right. Okay. It seems plausible so far. She said she had her friend drive us to the race officials who are a few miles down the road. She got out and told the race officials, as all according to her, that she was going to quit. And she says that the race officials looked at her dead in the eye, right in the old optic stems, and said, I'm quoting her now. You will hate yourself if you stop. And Joe then said, I agreed to carry on in a non-competitive way. Now, I'm going to pause it right there. (laughs) What kind of creepy race officials. (laughs) If you don't run this race, your grandchildren will turn their backs on you. To be fair. For this race official, like, this was his or her moment. Mm. Like, usually they're just standing there making sure nobody cheats, which, by the way, really failed in your official part of the job. Really fell apart there. But really, back home, he's talking to his wife. He's sitting in the mirror, and he goes, you know what? 
today's my day. If I could push just one person to finish this marathon, I'll accomplish my goal. And years, thousands of races have gone by where he hasn't had that opportunity. And finally, Joe comes staggering over to him. He kind of ignores the fact it's from a car. And she says, I quit. What a moment for this guy. <laughs> Creepy? Did he, did he, sure. But what a moment. You think he gave like the the John Belushi speech from Animal House? <laughs> like, or did we quit when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? I feel like that's what he hit her with that speech, a reenactment. Uh, but suffice to say, it it worked. And so she so she competed on and then got third place. Proceeded to accept a trophy for third place. <laughs> Very not competitive. Part. Yeah. <laughs> Very not competitive. My favorite part, though, is that she then posed for pictures, <laughs> which you think you'd lay low yeah, at that it's... point, right? Like maybe you do take the trophy because, like, if you're, if you don't get the trophy, was it even worth doing? So right. you snag the trophy and then you make your way out. But she stood for pageantry pictures afterwards. Again, do you think part of the calculation here, again, when you're cheating on a test and you're like, I can't do too well, you also don't want to look suspicious. Like, you almost need to peacock it a little mm. bit. So I wonder if she was thinking, I'm, I'm all in at this point. I got to act the same exact way. That's Bronx, probably right. Finish her wood. She's got to own it. She's got to yeah. own it. That makes sense. Well, suffice to say, you know how she got caught? It wasn't even the pictures. They had race track data i don't know if it was on their persons or somehow just like their bib or what yeah the bib yeah or if it was something else but the reason that they even caught this is because quote the race officials found a discrepancy where she completed a mile in one minute and 40 seconds (laughs) which happens to be just a mere two and a half minutes faster than the current women's world record for a mile oh joe what a day. So Joe, Joe in response, here's the excuse that she said. Ready for it? It's a three-parter. Could take the rest of the episode to get through. Yeah, that's, well, you take your time. Quote, I was tired and jet lagged and felt sick. I like that she, let's like, just, <laughs> let's take that journey with her. I was tired. Clearly not going to cut it. Like yeah. she's preaching to, I, I, I don't know anyone who's not tired. I actually don't know a single soul from infant to elderly who is not tired. So that immediately she realized, throw away. I messed up. But I props to her for the universal excuse. Yeah. That's what, right. Everyone's always said that. Oh, sorry. Tired. Just really feeling it today. Tired. Tired. Completely understand why she started with it, right? That's the yeah. first thing that comes to yeah, mind. Immediately realize she needs to take it to the next level. It's tired and jet lagged. Now, she did fly from Australia, her native land. You can tell I really researched this this story, by the way. I'm just going to give some props. Wait, so she's not Scottish. The race was in Scotland? No. Very confusing. She is Scottish, Scottish, but lives in Australia. Australia. That's right. That's right. BG and the coach, we also do some courses in geography. Yeah. Thank you for giving me that support. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got your back, coach. Always. So she did make a big trip. So there is some jet lag involved, but she realized I'm tired. Not enough. You need to make it more like it's a medical condition and more specific jet lagged, but not really a medical condition. So she needed to go further. There it is. There it is. So finally she went out with the big guns, the same guns that fourth graders all over the world use whenever they're trying to get out of a test. I'm sick. 
Can't Sick. go to school. Can't yeah. go to school. So she uses the the <laughs> undefeated three-tiered excuse system. Uh, and then goes on to say, it wasn't malicious. It was just a miscommunication, which I think is a nice BG and the coach taken out of context in a physical form, if you will. <laughs> that is that. She might be our first physical taken out of context person. But I'm also, I need to unpack a lot of this. Mm-hmm. First off, she flew from Australia to Scotland yeah. for this race and then just hopped in a car at one point. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of on the race official side. I think she would hate herself. If she had quit, you flew all that way for this rate, uh, presumably for this race, and was going to hop in a car. Not sure about that decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I don't get how any of those excuses actually explain what she did. Because I have been tired, jet-lagged, and sick. Been all three of those, and I still don't think I would accidentally get in a vehicle, <laughs> accidentally leave the vehicle, accidentally continue a race, accidentally finish the race, <sighs> accidentally win third place, accidentally accept my trophy, and accidentally take pictures. Or not. And again, I have been very tired, very jelly, nay, very sick. Never happened to me before. Can you imagine if it did happen to you, though? It would probably play out like <laughs> this. Instead of going into work one morning, you would wander into an Uber, somehow completely spaced out. Have that Uber take you three states over, take a few pictures with people in that new state, then come to your senses and have to call work and be like, it's tired. It's jet Very light. tired. Just really what a day. Sick. Yeah. Not feeling well. <laughs> also, do you know any doctors in Oklahoma? Also, I definitely need to get back home. How do I do that? I will tell you, I think my favorite quote, though, is not from Joe, not from our girl, Joe. It's actually from the race director. His name, and I kid you not, is Wayne Drinkwater. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Drinkwater. Drinkwater. Uh, Mr. Drinkwater, when he, once he found out and received the information that there had been cheating, gave out a statement that said, we have discovered, quote, unsporting competitive advantage during a section of the event. Which just let me let me give it up for the Brits right now. They could not be more polite. Instead of like an American would just be like these filthy damn cheaters. Uns- <laughs> bit unsporting, BG. Just a bit yeah, unsporting out a there. Bit unsporting. I feel like I need to put that in my lexicon. And in some ways, I feel like what a dagger that would be. Like if if someone cut me off in traffic and I said, "Hey, a hole, don't do that." Whatever. You're not even hearing that. But if I said, "Hey, hey, just look at me for a sec." That was pretty unsporting. I feel like that. Whew, yeah, that it's just a disappointment. Also, being so polite. Yeah, it. That's. I think this is just a lost in translation thing. I think unsporting to us seems like it's polite and benign. Unsporting in the UK probably is just the ultimate. Do you think, to your point about it, the disappointment that you just mentioned? Do you think like that's what parents in Britain say to their children? Like, I'm not. I'm not mad, Timmy. I just think what you did was unsporting. That's a, that's what I'm saying, and I think yeah. that's when the kid knows, like it's they over. have they yeah. basically committed a murder. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be up for adoption. This is terrible. <laughs> you're, you're done here. Yeah, you're absolutely done. <laughs> Never be a kid in this town again. Yeah. So this is this is ultra marathoners, which again probably would have been my choice for the least amount of cheating, which now gets bumped out and replaced by I'm going to say women's handball. Pong. I'm gonna oh, say, oh ooh, was, close, yeah. close. We were thinking similar. I, I'm thinking ping pong. Yeah. How could you cheat? No, I could see ping pong being 
like a high stakes international competition, I could see a lot of cheating going on. Maybe yeah, but how are you cheating? A legal paddle. There's got to be some kind of illegal paddles. Maybe the ball. To the world of ping pong. Do you bring your own ball to a ping pong tournament? We should research that. Well, we should start. Okay, we need to get our crack uh, research team on the rules of ping pong, how to play ping pong. Maybe we'll start with the basics. But I feel like there's got to be ways to cheat. Also, do roids help when it comes to ping pong? Like, would it help your reflexes? I think it would. I can't imagine. That's a good question. Like, actually. would Adderall? Ooh. Amphetamines? I feel like. I really want to stop this pod and just start Googling ping pong yeah. controversies. Yeah, I really want to just completely shut this conversation down so I can research. I don't know if you've seen it in the news lately, Coach, but there's been a chess cheating scandal. Yeah, I did read so, all about that, yeah, actually. There's, I feel like there's got to be a ping pong cheating scandal. It, it's actually crazy how much chess has taken off and the amount of cheating. So the way they cheat in chess, the go-to, I'm talking about online chess which I think is the majority of chess being played right now. Um, they cheat by using like powerful computer programs that can predict everyone's next move. And so they just do a split screen where they've got their game on one screen and they're inputting the moves onto the second screen and the program just tells them what to do. And if I'm remembering correctly, what happened in the cheating scandal that Rock Chess wasn't even online. It was yeah. in person chess and similar to what happened with the astros in baseball he like had a buzzer system on him and a friend of his was following his game and doing exactly what you're saying was inputting the moves into a computer program and essentially buzzing him for what the moves were Mm. i may be totally misremembering that and or making that up but i think that that's what happened either that or he was checking in the bathroom but that seems less likely yeah they're pretty the security is pretty tight at these things like they confiscate their cell phones and everything But the one I had read about is they couldn't like there was they didn't find anything on his person and yet he still played as if he was getting some help. So they were completely confused and now the legitimacy of every chess match has been thrown into doubt. Yeah, pretty wild. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the best the best player in chess is stopped playing in multiple tournaments in protest of this. That's right. That's Magnus right. Carlson. Magnus Carlson, who I would have said, if you hadn't told me any context, was a world's strongest man candidate. Isn't Ooh. that always the name of the world's strongest or, man? They're all Magnus. Nordic Nordic ski jumper. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. But I, I think by law, the world's strongest <laughs> man has to be named Magnus. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If there are two things I know for sure, it's if your name's Magnus, you're a world's strongest man. And if your last name's drink water, you are definitely running. <laughs> A Scottish ultra marathon race. <laughs> and by running, not participating, you're the director. Uh, the Drinkwaters might be the last beacon <laughs> of virtue left in this world. Oh, that's a very famous Scottish clan, the Drinkwaters. Love the Drinkwaters. Yeah. Love them in Braveheart. <laughs> it, did, it didn't end well, from what I remember. <laughs> not end well. So, okay, that's actually chess, it would have been probably an obvious one, except no, it's actually riddled with cheaters. Yeah. So, okay, I. I I still feel like there's got to be some cheating in ping pong. I'm going to go synchronized swimming. No, that's like that's strength and power. And yeah, like, that's, okay. Yeah, that, that's like you could really roid up on that. Okay, dressage. I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure that's the Olympic sport where they just dress up a horse. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's... That's not what I expected the explanation to be. We need our producer. Mean? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. It's not. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> All right, we may need to edit this pod because 
<laughs> Def, I, I promise you, I can promise you one thing on this episode. We are not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's not, not exactly what I thought oh, no? it was. <laughs> I did Google this. <laughs> it's uh okay. It does involve horses. It is an Olympic sport. But it's a form of horse riding performed in exhibition and competition, as well as an art sometimes pursued solely for the sake of mastery. I will say, in my defense, the first question that people also ask on Google is, what is the point of dressage? I also hope I'm pronouncing it right. Okay. Let me tell you something. I'm definitely not questioning if you're pronouncing it right. Based on your description, you're clearly an expert on this sport. If you need an expert in all equestrian things. (laughs) Just talk to your boy BG. <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> if let me tell you, if it's not a sport where you dress up horses, then we need to get that created and get that into the next Olympics. And if that is a sport, it's my number one pick for least likely to have cheating. Now I'm busy trying to think of what that ribbon competition is in the Summer Olympics, and I'm too afraid to. Oh, I know exactly what guess. you're talking about, and yet I don't know what it's called. I think it's called yeah. ribbon. It's ribboning. It's, you're ribboning. I think it's dressage. I'm going to Google again. Ribbon ribbon Sport Olympics. It's rhythmic gymnastics. When you brought up dressage, and you said it very (laughs) confidently, by the way, at the beginning, was there this pit in your stomach when you realized that you were then going to have to proceed to explain what dressage is? Well, I wasn't really... I don't know why. I just thought you and the world knew about this incredible, (laughs) beautiful sport. Is it a sport? It's unclear to me. It seems to be a training event. Uh, but you, you may have noticed, and we'll we'll play back the tapes. I very confidently threw it out when you asked me what it was. You could like see the confidence meter drop. Yeah. As I answered the question, I think I even started with, "Isn't that I don't know, like the sport where they dress up horses?" <laughs> In my defense, I'm pretty sure you have to dress up the horse before you ride it. So I was half oh, there. Uh, let me tell you, if if it was just that. I would 100% agree. That is officially, BG and the coach gets the official stamp to dressage, if that is in fact what it is, as the sport with the least amount of cheating. Co-signed. Do you think you can sponsor a horse in that sport? And if so, do you think we need an official BG and the coach dressage horse? And dressage attire. It's all about the attire. I mean, it's the horse is just just getting you into the game, but it's the attire. Yeah, that wins you the medal. Hit us up on on Twitter if you want official BG and the Coast dressage merch. Get that merch. Um, yeah, first five people to request it on Twitter. Um, we will look into how we can <laughs> get that. <laughs> we will put you at the top oh, of the list. Yeah, yeah, we will keep you in mind as we consider putting <laughs> that merch together. You'll be in our thoughts and prayers for sure. Well, my version of dressage may not have been real. But let me tell you what is real. That's your favorite podcast, BG and the Coach. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at BG and the Coach, where we'll be discussing dressage merch day and night. Until next time, enjoy a cold, cold scoop of the Grutens. 